Arshad here for another GAMSAT podcast. I'm with Chris today. Chris Wright. So I, a lot of you have seen the video on Facebook, <laughs> his reaction video to seeing his scores. Uh, quite funny. I really like the end part where he's like, that's a win. Uh, we just we just had some dumplings downstairs from a little place around the corner. Best dumplings in Melbourne, at least my favorite dumplings in Melbourne. But if, if you want to know, you'll have to send me a message. I'm not going to reveal on, on podcast. Anyway, as most of you already know, Chris Chris scored an 89 overall in the GAMSAT. Absolutely smashed it out. Congratulations to you, Chris. Yeah, thanks. That's a, that's a really awesome score. We were getting heaps of, heaps of emails, heaps of texts, comments, kind of just saying, uh, we want to know how Chris did it, right? What did he do? How did he use the course? Like, how did he actually achieve that, right? Because obviously an 89 yeah. is probably the highest score for this actual September GAMSAT and possibly one of the highest scores ever. Absolutely, it's pretty, yeah. It feels pretty strange. It's yeah, been, it's been a so this is eight days after results were released, and it's mm -hmm. been a very strange eight days. Sweet, oh, definitely awesome. Anyway, thanks for coming in, Chris. Let's let's maybe just start off before we actually even get into the gamset. Maybe give a little bit of an introduction about yourself. Tell yeah. the people at home who who is who's the who's Chris? Who, who's the, the guy, who's the guy in that video? He's yeah. the guy in that video. It's yeah, like, so I think the last time we checked, few. Like it was in the tens of thousands of my oh views. So that's scary. Uh, who is the man, the myth, the legend, Chris? <laughs> yeah. So uh, my name's Chris. Um, if you're listening to this, you you may have or probably have seen that video. Um, yeah. So I guess a little bit about me. I'm I'm 28. I haven't been studying for a few years. So previously, I've done a bachelor of science and a master's of engineering, uh, specializing in biomedical engineering. So I think that is pretty. Um, pretty different to a lot of people sitting the GAMSAT. So I think that's quite important for sort of contextualizing my story. Um, for the last few years, I've been jet setting around the world, well, sort of um, teaching skiing. So, uh, did you just keep getting cooler? I didn't even know that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, so teaching skiing. There you go. Yeah. So um, I finished my master's and throughout the six years of study, I sort of came to a realization that my passion wasn't really in engineering. Um, and then what started out initially as like a little short one year gap year kind of type thing ended up being three years of consecutively like following the snow wherever it was. So I've taught now in Australia for a few years and uh, Canada and Japan um, for some companies mm -hmm. around the place, which is a huge amount of fun. So if any of you are listening that I've worked with or that I've met along the way, uh, yeah, nice. And if anybody wants skiing lessons, <laughs> I think you know who to go to uh, as well. Yeah, as, yeah we'll see. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I did better on the gam set than I uh, have in my teaching <laughs> exams. Um, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Thanks. Thanks for having yeah, that's right. making the time for us to have the chat today, yeah. Chris. I think everyone at home is going to really appreciate some of your thoughts, yeah. some of your insights, so on and so forth. So let's let's maybe start talking about the GAMSAT. Maybe before we get into hmm. the crux, each individual yep. sections, do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about your, your GAMSAT journey? So I know this yeah. is your first time sitting it. Yeah, so this is my first time. So yeah. Well, this was my first time. So uh, in March this year, I was in Japan teaching. We had a training day. I got called into a meeting suddenly, and it was like, right, uh, all the countries around the world are kind of like closing their borders. Everyone's got to leave. So <laughs> we basically got uh, told, we, we like, it was nicer than it sounds, but we kind of got evacuated. 
Wow. So I landed back in Australia the day that the borders shut to foreign residents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from then, like everyone who's sort of been in Melbourne or Australia just following the world, it's kind of been pretty intense. So um, pretty much just as Melbourne went into like a full lockdown, that was around when I sort of said to myself, right, like this is going to be something that I'm committing into. Like I want to go do med. I want to go do GAMSAT's like the next step on the on that road. And so basically set out to try and establish like what's the best possible way that I can approach the game set. Um, Awesome. Awesome. And along that journey of thinking about how you could approach the game set, what happened, what are some of the the things you came across, so Um, on and so forth? Yeah. So like initially um, I sort of read up about as much information about the exam itself and sort of why it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, like why, like why, why isn't our uni mark sufficient? Mm-hmm. Um, why isn't an interview sufficient? Um, and so I think that went a long way to building this understanding of why I was doing it. So you look at the different sections of the GAMSAT and it's taking new information that you've probably never seen before or in, in presented in a weird way right and you've then got to manipulate that and draw draw relationships out of it and that's essentially exactly what it is like to do medicine i assume right Mm -hmm. so you've got somewhat you've got a a brand new research paper you've never seen it before you read it and you go okay like this is kind of what's going on with that you've got like you come into a new like a new patient sees you or something and you go okay here's a set of symptoms i've never like seen in this way before how does that show me some relationship or some understanding of what's going on beneath the surface. And I think throughout my study and my preparation, when kind of whenever I had that moment of like, God, this sucks. Like, Why? What's the point? That, that whole um, uncertainty and, and self-doubt. That being able to come back to that was really helpful, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, so I initially like um, sought out as many resources as I could. Um, from kind of everywhere, so not necessarily uniquely GAMSAT resources. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's so much information out there for MCAT prep. And while it is like somewhat, it is quite a different exam, like it's a lot of the ideas of preparation are still quite applicable to GAMSAT. Um, likewise, uh, for the the British medical, the BMAT um, test, there's a lot of, quite a few good resources Mm-hmm. that I ended up using a bit yeah. early on in my prep. Yeah, and a lot of them, they're, they're attempting to test the test a similar thing. Yeah. It's like, are you are you suitable for medicine, yeah. right? They do it in different ways, and, you know, we can that's a whole different conversation, right? Mm. But I do think there is a good amount of overlap, at least yeah. at a foundational level. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Let's, so from there, you were mentioning earlier, and this might be a little bit of a cheeky plug, but you did mention <laughs> you yeah. attended one of the GAMS at yeah, the masterclasses. So like, one of being a, masterclasses. Being, yeah. having been a ski instructor for several years, like, I wasn't exactly flush with cash, so... Um, I was kind of just like trying to penny pinch my way to GAMSAT prep. And then yeah. when you see this thing that just says, oh, free, free, like Zoom masterclass thing, it's like, sweet, sounds pretty cool. So I checked it out, um, had a really good time. It was a really nice atmosphere. I got a lot of good insight um, into the GAMSAT that is just otherwise not really available. Like Acer, 
mm-hmm. has, does not tell you much yeah. about the process. They want to be as vague they, as well, possible. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I think there's, there's definitely a lot of downsides to that as someone sitting it, but I think on the whole, it's definitely, there are benefits to it as well. Nice. Uh, yeah. Sweet. I, I might just add here, if it's, if you're watching this in November, make sure to register for our Gamset Masterclasses. <laughs> yeah, it's really up, good. Uh, coming right. up. Strongly, strongly yeah. recommend it. Again, sorry about the cheeky plug, but it yeah. needs to be done. Sweet. Yeah. Anyway, now now that we've kind of thought a little bit about the, the broader stuff, yeah. let's get into the sectional yeah. stuff, right? I think yeah. that's what everyone is actually here for, yeah, talking about each section individually, right? So obviously you did heaps of study and you're yes. one of our comprehensive course students. That's correct. Correct? Yeah. Sweet. So... I think is there any particular order you want to go in? Just like I mean, one, two, like three, let, let's, three, do two, one, exa- let's do it in the exam. Let's do it in exam order. Three. Let's do it <laughs> okay, in exam sweet. order. Let's, let's save, save the like the one that I know that there's probably the most questions about to the end. Awesome, awesome. Okay, right, cool. Let's start off with section one. So, yeah. how'd you go in section one? What was your score? So my my section one score was seventy four. Seventy four. That's really impressive. For those for those of us who don't know how the scores work, uh, it's th- there's the bell curve. I'd highly recommend looking at that. We have a scores article. Read that, but. For se- section one is a little bit of a weird one because the the bell curve is a little bit more congested for section one, and so as a result, both the ceiling and the f- the ceiling is a lot lower. So something like a section seventy four for section one is actually a really really good mark. I'd I'd almost say it's the equivalent of like a a low low eighty for section two, right? So it, it oh, is that feels pretty good. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a great mark, but yeah, right? it is it is. Like just looking at a number on its own is quite difficult to judge mm-hmm. kind of like how good do you have to be to be like, mm-hmm. I know that was a question I always had in my prep was mm-hmm. like, you, you read a lot online of people being like, oh, if I can get like a 70, then I'm going to be like pretty like comfortable-ish mm-hmm. for an application to university X or Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it was very, that was, that is definitely one of the questions that I always had in my mind mm-hmm. was like, how good do I need to be to, mm-hmm. to be at that level? Um, yep. And we're probably going to talk about it in depth later on, but it's not as good as you might imagine. Yeah. Like it's not as, it's not perfection. I'll yeah. put it that way. 100%. So anyway, I'll, I'll let you get yeah. into section one. Yeah. How did you, how did you approach it? How did you, or, or maybe take us on a journey, right? Not, yeah. not the end result, yeah. but maybe where you started off, what your thinking was like yeah. and how that developed into uh, what hopefully got you that mark. Yeah. So I think, so for me, section one was, the least um, intuitive of the sections in terms of it was like for section three, there is for each sort of topic and question type, there are sort of more distinct processes that you can kind of go through to um, to get to an answer or the answer. And it's like, oh, I didn't know how to do that. And you can kind of, it's a very step-by-step process to go, okay, where in this process did I not get the answer? Mm-hmm. Or where did I where did I veer off the course? Section one is a lot more uh, fuzzy, I'll say. So I think, like from my background, I've usually I've been pretty good at reading stuff. Like I can I can read pretty well. I can write pretty well. So like my use of my my vocab vocab is pretty good. So I didn't have a lot of that as a huge barrier. Um, so I think that was a huge benefit um, while I was prepping. I guess um, for section one, I think a lot of it is is sort of trying to uh, 
sorry. Um, yeah, so I, what I would say is one of the best things that I did was right from the start of my prep, I was logging all of my questions and trying to, to dissect every question and stem into like the as much detail as I could, right? So from there, I could then look back at like the hundreds of questions that I may have done more than that later on. But I could go, okay, I'm, I'm terrible at cartoons. What is it about cartoons that I'm not good at? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I really struggled with was um, was finding the balance between taking everything directly from the text, from the stem, mm-hmm. and being very literal with my interpretation of it versus how much to infer and how, how, far, how much to look beyond what's written on the page. And I really only found that balance about a, two, a week or two before. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the exam um, and even then like on the morning I was like I don't know I, don't, I really don't know yeah um, I feel like section one it really is one of those sections like out of all three of the sections yeah. it's the most <laughs> yeah yeah section, it, it's, right? it, yeah it, it's yeah. definitely for me and I there's must be there's definitely people out there who aren't in this boat but it was always the least clear how you were doing yep and, and I think like th- there's two really interesting points that you mentioned which I want to uh, touch on, flesh out, flesh out a bit more, right? Yeah. You you mentioned that one, it's compared to section three, it's not as stepwise as yes. section th- section three and even section two. And mm. the second thing that you mentioned was uh, almost the solution to that, right? Which is actually logging your questions. Yeah. And I think and not and not uh, when I say logging, um, I don't mean just like putting it in a spreadsheet. Yeah. You, there are so many steps once you've done that. Yeah. That if you don't do it, like it's kind of just a. It's, it's just you do. Yeah, right. it's just almost. It's a cool of, thing to like look back and be like, oh, cool, I've done like X many questions. Yeah, it's it's like the, the, the one thing that I tell students is mm. the purpose of the logbook. And if you haven't seen it, just type phrases section one logbook or section three logbook. Mm. The the purpose of the logbook is to help you reflect. Yes. Don't use it to prevent that. Some students almost use the logbook in mm. a way that they kind of prevent themselves from reflecting. And I've told students that if you have a different method of reflection that's not the logbook yes. that you think works better, do you, like by all means. The most important thing that you need to be doing is actually reflecting, right? Yeah. Because with section three, again, easier to see those steps, easier to find out where you went wrong. Yeah. Whereas with section one, you need to take that extra time to really think about what are these steps? Yeah. How is it working? How can I think through it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe do you want to talk about as you were doing that process, and it seems like that was yeah. a big part of it. Yeah. What were some of the, the difficulties, the roadblocks that you came across? So I would say in, in the section one space? Primarily section yeah. one. Yeah, so um, like one of the things that was really helpful is um, knowing how to split up the questions right so you got like general and specific and then within that you've got all, all your sub categories of questions and so that that goes a long way to sort of um categorizing your strengths and weaknesses but i think beyond that the when especially when it comes to reflection every time you make a mistake is information that can help you not make it again so uh, and and that and that doesn't need like that I'm doesn't even have to be head. that doesn't even have to be an error in the sense that you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. If you like, so I don't like the idea of really strictly timing yourself, early, especially early on. Um, but 
or this idea that you need to have, you only have like 90 seconds per question or however many seconds it may be um, because some questions will take much longer, some questions will take far less time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you come to a question and it takes you a while to grasp how to do it, but then once you grasp it, it becomes a lot easier, mm-hmm. that's still an opportunity to reflect mm-hmm. because if you can speed up that, that friction early on in that process, then you say you, you build up this bank of time which can be spent on the really hard stuff later on. Mm-hmm. Well, one piece of advice that I actually give my my students, and I'm not too sure if I would have said this to you because Probably. I don't think, yeah, yeah. So one thing I tell a lot of my students for section one, I tell them for section three kind of tokenistically because I'm not really a section three mm. tutor anyway, so I'm always like, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with like a bag of salt. Right? <laughs> but I tell them, I think a really good activity, especially during the periods that you have a lot of time, is yeah. if you have a set of 10 questions, do them do them like roughly to time. Yeah. But then before you look at the answers, redo them untimed, right? And mm. then ask yourself, what is the gap in thinking between yes. the two, right? Because sometimes when you're practicing everything under time, you actually don't even have time to think about how you're thinking about yes. things. Yeah. And as a result, you don't know what you're learning, right? Mm. It's all too embedded in your subconscious for you to think about it, right? Yeah. So you can't actually critique yourself. So I think kind of like, whether you want to do it that way or another way, having, or, or the way that Chris was mentioning, having a way to actually be able to understand your own thinking is one of the most important ways you're going to learn in section yeah. one. And in fact, all the sections, but yeah. I think it's hardest in section one. Anyway, seems um, like you're yeah, ready so to. Like, I think that's kind of the biggest thing is looking back and trying to find any tiny gain that you can. Um, whether like if you can find a way to save half a second like in reading a graph or just checking through stuff and or whatever it's like it just it builds up and it takes away that time stress that that is so uh, prevalent in, in this sort of exam or in exams generally really um, I suppose like the the other big thing um, that I got sort of about a probably about a week out from the exam was really like um, emphasizing that if you invest the time to really understand the STEM and take your time with it to really like build the connections and understand it as best you can, the questions do not take as long as you think. There were, so um, I was quite lucky in my prep that I, and, and that I was generally not running out of time in mock exams and that sort of thing. So I guess that's a luxury um, that I could afford to have. But I think um, really take like, um, I think one of the other, like Akif was saying in one of the, the classes that when he sat it, he was like, had his finger dragging across the, the words on the screen mm-hmm. as he was sitting in the exam. And I was doing exactly the same, the mm-hmm. same thing. And then I wasn't thinking about the questions. I had like, it was early on in the exam and just like cool i'm just gonna understand this as much as i can try to piece it all together in my head so that then someone if someone just came up and said hey what like what does this mean and that's basically what the the questions are doing right they're they're prompting your understanding of of the text those answers then came very quickly like uh, there's there's one stem that sort of comes to mind i can't remember what it was about um but it was something it was like i don't know two or three paragraphs so like a typical a typical length stem and read it like carefully and then it was like i was filling out like a form i was just like click it was just like scan through the answers click it next question scan through the answers click click it next question it was 
and I was like, oh, okay, this feels good. That's 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 a great analogy, and if yeah. it does feel like that, it shows the level of confidence. Yes, yeah. and and I think the fact that it was like it was probably within the first twenty questions of section one on the, mm-hmm. on, the on the day, that feeling went a long way to being like, oh, okay, I'm feeling okay, pretty good. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So maybe before we move on to section two, because yeah. we've already talked about section one a bit, maybe the final question with section one yeah. is, in the course itself. Yes. Uh, how did you approach using the material in the course, right? Because I think that's for a yeah. lot of lot of the people that are our yeah. students. They they asked us, you know, okay, how did Chris go about using the different components of the course and yeah. just maximizing its value? So I, I think that especially for section one, I, I made like as much use of it as I could. So early on, you I was trying to feel my way around just the way the exams put together. So breaking down, understanding. When there's a question that asks you about tone, what is it actually looking for? Like, how is it? How is tone communicated in a in a in a text? Uh, and understanding it like that, and then how is, how are all the um, like building that foundational knowledge to then get given a text or a stem and go, okay, I kind of know where to go from here, mm-hmm. and just uh, cutting down on that that really conscious concentration. <coughs> To determine what to do in those next steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so early on, that was definitely my focus. Once I got into sort of PBL time, it was I was cranking out questions. Um, so for for context, my day have being in lockdown and not having anything else to do, I was pretty much studying full time for GameSat exclusively. So again, maybe not applicable to everyone. Yeah. Um, but from about I don't know ten till one ish, give or take. I was I would be kind of doing follow up work from the night before or prep work for the next day, and um, going through any weaknesses I had in the theories. So for section three especially, but for um, section one as well. If I wasn't sure about like poetry or whatever, or like just read about um, reading about how things are put together. Like how does what is the common structure of a poem that's used across kind of all poems, mm-hmm. right? Once you kind of get that, you can go. Oh, if a question says, "Oh, like what's the what's the environment this is taking place in?" You kind of get an idea of where to look. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so that that was really helpful. Um, and then in the afternoons, I would basically just crank out questions. So I was pretty much trying to do. Oh, I mean, on lighter days, I would be happy with doing twenty or thirty. Uh, on heavy days, I was doing almost two hundred. That's that's a lot like, of questions. There were there were not many days that I did that many, yeah. but there were like some days that I did. Um, Big days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like um, having mm-hmm. the question bank and set up in such a way that it basically just fed you new questions that you'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's probably the one thing um, that's really really difficult to do independently is to have enough questions that you can consistently give yourself new information. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if if your if your main resource for questions is just like the, the provided ASIM material, like the sample questions and the practice exam things, there's only so many questions there. And if early on you do one of them to sort of get your head around how it all works, and then a week out from the exam, you've already gone through a lot of those questions, you're not genuinely testing your ability to decode and interpret this novel information mm-hmm. um, because that is in and of itself a skill that is being tested. Um, Sweet. No, yeah. I think those are all 
really good points. Final question yes. uh, for section one follow-up because yeah. you brought up a good point. Uh, and this one will be like a, a just a, a two, two, three word answer. Mm. What was the ratio of time spent doing questions to reflection? Ooh. Just roughly. One is to one, uh, one is to five. For every hour on reflection, how many hours of questions? Uh, so I was doing fairly well on my questions. So mm. I think for every question that I felt there was something to really reflect on, mm -hmm. like I would probably be spending more time than I did on the on the question. On, spent, so more time on reflection than doing the question itself. Interesting. Um, just, and, and like not in a huge amount, like I wasn't spending half an hour working out how to work out the tone from this one question. I right? like that that's a bit much. But if a and it's also hard to break up how much time you spend doing questions when you get six questions to a stem or something something like that. But um it wasn't always Yeah. So I'd say like maybe even maybe skewed towards reflection, but mm. on the whole I definitely probably spent more time doing questions than reflecting just because I was getting quite a lot of things right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Oh, sweet. Let's let's leave section yeah. one yeah, at yeah, that yeah. and let's go to section two. Yes. So section two, you said it was a, an 80... 83. 83. Very yeah. nice. Again, very good score. Probably out of the 15,000 or so sitters, I'd say that's definitely in the top 100, probably in the top 20, 50, yeah. somewhere around there. So cool. that's that's really solid. Yeah. We had a we had a, another student for section two get a 91, which yeah, is awesome. Just like, oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. But 83, definitely killed it. That's mm. that's so good. Uh, let's, a bit more fun. Yes. I always like talking about section yes. two. I, 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 could, I could see towards the end of the section one conversation. I was, was like, you know, it's like, Let's let's get a yeah, bit more section, excitement. Section two is fun. It's it, it so uh, yeah. so this is coming from someone who has done science for the last well a couple of years skipped, but like I'm very much a like a, a section three STEM guy. Yeah. Um I really like section two. It was always the hardest to motivate myself to do. Mm -hmm. Like just going, Oh, now I've got to plan an essay and write an essay. Like it always felt kind of like a chore. But then it's like an hour is not very long. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, re I really like section two. It sort of is like a palate cleanser after mm -hmm. after section one and, and into nice. section three. I think that's a, that's a really good way to describe it. It's a palate cleanser. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you approached and yeah. your development in section two, what you focused on? Yeah, so, so um, I guess one of the early, the things I, I worked out early on in my in my prep was that I, I guess what would be considered like a, an argumentative or, or uh, persuasive style, like a uh, format suited my writing. Um, so having like some thesis or some contention and then articulating why that was my belief, right? Um, that just, it came most naturally to me. I know that some other people have had successes with other things, but that didn't really work for me. Um, so I think early on trying to work out what works for you, right? And if you do that on your own or with a tutor or with just someone, you know, who like can, is willing to give you feedback. Um, I know that I've reached out to people on Facebook and had really, really cool discussions about how essays work and how they write and how I write and what you could change to make it better. Um, 
so I think that was a very important thing early on to kind of work out the the the, the skeleton of your of your writing. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, it essentially becomes how can I develop a a systematic approach to essays such that no matter what Asa throws at me, I can deal with it in some way, right? Um, there's always that possibility that Asa's going to give you some super abstract thing that you've only like you've never thought about directly. Um, but having like a, a way to go, okay, like how can I? How does this affect me? It was like one of the like how does this affect people? Is kind of one of the questions that I would ask myself. Um, and then go, from there, you can sort of say, okay, like here's an effect. There's some sort of process that goes on from whatever whatever that theme is. Um, so there's like a, th- a theme, a process, and some effect. And then how can I describe that throughout my essay? Yeah, th- that's awesome. And I think that the thing that you, you pointed out there that I think is really important is all of how does this affect people, right? Mm. That's one of the most important things with section two, right? The, with section two, to an extent, they're testing your humanity, right? They're not going to give you a theme that is detached from humanity. They're not going to be like the theme is trees and yeah. they can write like Yeah, because some... they, they, they broadly describe it as, what is it? It's like socio, mm-hmm. social issue, like themes and then interpersonal themes, I think is yeah. something along those lines. And so embedded in that is like the key part is, isn't the word theme, mm-hmm. it's the other bit. Yeah, I think it's socio cultural yes and socio individual yeah like some, something yeah. something to that effect yeah. we describe it as interpersonal and intrapersonal something like that I can't yeah remember. yeah that makes sense sweet anyway uh that that's awesome yeah. i actually really like that that whole understanding your your style of writing your way of writing i think the important thing to remember with section two is we learn from other people but they never go down the the pathway of just copying and templating and just no. like you know no. taking someone else's essay and hoping no. it would work. Yeah. You know, there's a very off chance that you might get lucky and the theme that that guy wrote the essay on comes up. Yeah, but so it's I, I, very off. Yeah, with that, I would if you want to imagine what it's like to to read, um, like what the difference is in in sort of reading that kind of thing. Think about a time where you've seen someone read directly off a script mm-hmm. versus just talking. Mm-hmm. Like this right chair, natural. <laughs> I don't know which is it, um, but yeah, that like you've probably seen like politicians, especially or, or that sort of thing, giving speeches, and you can tell when they are going verbatim from something they've prepared mm-hmm. versus understanding the ideas mm-hmm. and the concepts that they're trying to pre- present, and then having like a more quote unquote natural like flow to the the speech it's a kind that's kind of how i think about it as the difference between having this sort of pre-done framework like uh, maybe not framework but like essay where you're just kind of slotting in the different pieces to yeah. fit the theme yeah you definitely want to have like prepared ideas and yes all this kind of stuff yeah. yes but like i think that the key thing to stay away from is a, a fixed template where yes. you're just chopping and changing yeah definitely words. definitely so Sweet. yeah so like one of the things that I think is really important in section two prep, especially, is um, like building up that. Uh, so it's all about how these themes relate to people, right? And so you've got all these different ways that we interact with the world around us, and that we are affected by that by that environment that affect us. And the ways that it does that, like for me, I find like economics really interesting. I don't want to study it, but 
think like movies like The Big Short, I find mm, really lovely. interesting just in and of like it's the way that environment just exists. I just think it's really fasc- really quite fascinating. And so for me, like one of the things that I would do is find a like a YouTube clip video about some economic theory or whatever. And I'd go, oh, that's like, I was doing it because it was interesting to me, but then it also prompted questions which in answering and thinking about myself gave me fuel for future S2 essays. Mm-hmm. So I think that that little bit at the end is the part that's often uh, absent from some advice in Section 2 Online. And when people sort of say, oh, read widely, like that's kind of your, your very yeah. surface level exactly. advice for section two. Read widely, but think about what yes. you're reading as well. Yes. Right? That's, I, I really like that point. And sorry to interrupt. No, it's like, right. it's you don't want to, like the way that I describe it is you don't want to just take this information and add it to a whole block of information in your mind and it just keeps growing. Yes. Rather, what you want to do is take that information and like, you know, think about it in relation to the rest yes. of the information in your head yeah. and then synthesize it into yeah. something that belongs to you. Yes. This is my opinion. Yeah, you're trying right. to, yeah, you're drawing connections between all the different things that you know and that you've experienced, right? Mm. That, that, that's such good advice. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it, everyone's going to, like my experience in life is quite different to yours, uh, I assume, right? Like I, I'm mm. kind of made for the first time today, but we the way that we could take that information that same like a same news article or same mm. report or something and then turn that into oh, oh how did like if someone then asked us both how does that affect uh, like society mm-hmm. we might have totally different positions we might have totally different reasonings or, or some combination within mm-hmm. i think that's really important to um to come to terms with quite early in your prep because it makes the rest of everything it turns it from less of like a, a chore of I need to craft the perfect essay into I'm just going to learn stuff because it's fun and then write about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. And I think that's awesome. No, I think that that's really good advice. So let's let's jump onto our final question for section two. Yes. The same one that we had for section one. Yes. And then we can move into I think the one that most people yes. are waiting for at <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah. The old the old doozy. But anyway, yeah. section two. How did you approach the course and get the most out of it? I know you had Sadiq as, That's as correct. your section two yep. tutor. Awesome shout He's, out. Shout out to Sadiq. Yeah, just, thanks, mate. Uh, absolute meme. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> uh, all of our tutors are great, but one thing I'll say for about Sadiq. He's probably the most fun tutor. He's very yeah, easy. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, you're going to have a lot. It, like, one thing we will guarantee is if Sadiq's your tutor, you will have a lot. Yeah. It's just absolute, absolute memes and yeah. bands. Anyway, uh, how did you approach yeah, the so, course and maximizing its value? Um, I think, so, I mean, this, this is kind of applicable across all sections, but whenever you go into talking with a tutor um, is to know what you want to have answered beforehand. Like you may not, you don't know the answer, right? Because that's why you're asking, but... You could say, okay, like when I was writing this essay from last week, I really struggled with coming up. I, I felt like my intro was really bad. Or I, I, every time I write an essay, I never feel like my conclusion is any good. Like that was, those are some things that I always struggled with. How long is, like, how do I know when I've planned enough? was another one, right? Uh, and so that's kind of like, it was sort of quite close to the exam that I sort of came up with, well, with some help. 
uh, came up with the sort of process uh, effect kind of thing that I used in my planning. So to have this this theme and then break it down into some process, which I'm then talking about um, with a lot of help from Sadiq and Osman. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think like that's kind of, for me, the majority of my personal interaction with people in, in the course was S2. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't use, I didn't make the most use of my other tutes because I was like, oh, I feel kind of okay. And then it got to the needed exam and I was like, oh God, I've got so many left. <laughs> I really need to start using these. Please um, start using Yeah, so I, I think, um, yeah, ask questions, um, talk to the other people in your, like your section two tutor group. Mm. We, had a, we had a big group chat going on um, mm. and that was, that honestly kept me sane. Like it was awesome having, sharing the whole process, like the whole prep process with people and going, oh, had, like at the end of each week after we submit our essays being like, oh God, how did you feel about section task B? That was awful. Like it was so savage. Like whoever mm. came up with that, like, ugh. <laughs> it was you, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it's, it's always me. Yeah. If there's anything yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't enjoy in the course, it's, yeah. it's guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's, um, yeah, just try to make the most out of it. Like chat with, try to talk about like the different ideas. Um, Cause like, and you want to, you always want to try to go from, oh, like when I'm talking about, I don't know, give me a theme or like whatever, whatever theme it might be. Like you, you want to try to go from, oh, I talked about this aspect of like, I don't know, anger, right? To be able to reflect for section two, you have to take away all like the, the specifics of that, that particular essay. It's got to, you've got to take it back to this general, like, how do I have like just these steps that I can then go, okay, like this is my theme, slot the theme in here, think about it a bit, think about it a bit, get a, get a, get an essay at the end. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of the, the thing that you, the overall goal of section two prep. Cause then when, if the, the mythical, uh, um, what was it? Um, space flight essay. Yeah. Or something like that, space travel as yeah. as as a section two theme, right? Like, how do you write about that? You just you have to go like, okay, well, I don't know, technological benefits, I guess. Sure, let's yeah. do it. Um, yeah, sweet, cool. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that, Chris. I I think that's those are all like really really good points. Let's let's jump into the last one. Yes, uh, section three. Section three. Yeah, cool. So going to be the same question. So yes. I think you already know what the first question yes, is. I do. How did you approach it? What yeah. were, what was your experience? Um, section section three was a strange one. So, um, like right at the start of my prep, uh, I was actually listening to one of the first, it was one of the first podcasts that the Fraser's podcasts was. And it was, um, 98 in section three, I think mm-hmm. it was the, the title of it. Yeah. And there was something that. And now we're going to make one for you. 99 yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was a really good nugget of information in there. It was all very good, but this one sort of stood out to me. It was that there was a realization that you can get, this was the infamous, this was from the 110 question, section three, um, whereas I only got 75, which was pretty sweet, mm-hmm. 75 questions. But this idea that you can get 10 questions wrong, 15, 30 questions wrong, whatever, and still do really well. Mm-hmm. So um, I imagine like when people just see that video of me checking my scores and they see the 99, it's like, 
this guy must be perfect. And I'm not. <laughs> um, so I think that goes, having that um, reassurance that there's going to be questions that are just too hot, like you either can't do or are impractically long to do in the exam or, or mock exam or whatever it is. And you just go, I've spent too long on this question. I'm moving on. Cut your losses, go. Mm -hmm. um, and there were definitely, there were questions that I got to that point within the exam. Mm -hmm. And I just went, I could spend another three minutes on this to know that I feel comfortable with my answer, but I'm just going to select this and go to the next question, write it down, write whatever number it was on my sheet of paper, and then come back to it if I've got time. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing, finding that balance is really, really important. Mm -hmm. um, the, the way that I like to describe that that particular notion is mm. with an economic term yes. uh, called opportunity yes. cost. I, I feel like yes. you're you lining up to it, right? It's like, what is your opportunity cost with that extra time spent here? Yeah. You might spend an extra five minutes and get that question right, yeah. but you've lost three marks that you would get later, right? And I think opportunity cost, honestly, I kind of live a yeah. lot of my life oh, yeah. by yeah, opportunity yeah. cost, Definitely. right? How is a basically a basic definition of opportunity cost is the what your the, the thing that you're getting it's like how here, else could you spend your time how else could you spend your time there you go yeah, yeah. the tick tick the words <laughs> not out of my mouth but it's yeah, better yeah. than i would yeah yeah like so yeah spending that extra five minutes mm -hmm. on some like question that you like oh i don't know i don't know like you might be 60 70 percent confident mm -hmm. on that answer and you're like i want i want 100 like i want to be i want to feel good it's still worth one mark Mm -hmm. or whatever one mark equates to after mm -hmm. Acer does all its little crazy stuff behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, and that time could just be spent doing like two or three easier questions, which get you like just as much, if not more benefit. Yeah, I think sweet. Is, sweet. Um, yeah, so like in, I think in terms of like my broad strategy for section three, early on was kind of just taking, taking stock of what I was good at and what I wasn't. So for me, coming from an engineering background, very comfortable with maths, um, very comfortable with physics questions generally. Um, chemistry, like hit and miss. A lot of it I was pretty comfortable with, but like pH um, wasn't super cool. Like I just always struggled with it. Uh, thermodynamics, also kind of tricky. And then organic chemistry just always has those. There's always like some kind of way that a question can be asked in organic that just throws you, mm -hmm. um, for sure. And bio, um, I'm terrible at pathway questions mm -hmm. and genetics. Like those were the, I, identifying those early on, being like, "This sucks. I don't know how to do this." Yeah. Um, and were you much of a logger for section three as well? Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. Yeah. Love, love a bit, love a cheeky log in section. Three. I mean, like it. Like yeah. I just I essentially had a, an Excel spreadsheet that was running my life at one point. Mm -hmm. I had like all sorts of stuff. So while, as an aside, while I was doing this whole full-time study thing, I was, I sort of bought some stuff and had like a little home gym. And so I was doing like some little gymnastics wonder, stuff. Right? You're looking, looking lean. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I was leaner before. Um, yeah, and so uh, in the afternoon, like I would have some, like a, a snack lunch sort of thing. And then I would like, one of my goals was to, during lockdown, learn how to do a handstand. There you go. And I can kind of do a handstand now. Nice. Not, not perfect, but I can do it. Nice. Um, it's so much easier. But to like, do a but, but having um, like having some uh, some way to completely distract yourself yep. from whatever you're stressing about. Mm. Uh, I like be that. it be it university or, or work or life in general or games mm. at. Sweet. Um, 
being able to, to completely switch off my brain yeah. at a conscious level was really, really good. Uh, anyway, so I was logging everything. I was logging like how much I weighed, how much, how I was doing with um, like these different exercises. Was I getting better? Was I like being able to do more or less or whatever? Uh, but I think with logging, it's very easy to become overly wedded to the idea that you have to always improve. Mm. Uh, there's going to be an amount of, I suppose, noise on whatever you're measuring, right? Like that's, um, like you're not always going to progress linearly. In fact, you very rarely will. Um, you're going to have a dip in your performance. Like it's, you might get seventy percent of questions right one time, and then fifty-five the next, and then there's that one PBL that completely crushes your confidence, and you get twenty percent. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Um, <laughs> I still don't know what happened. Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that was section one. Right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, like that, yeah. that bothered me. I was like, why? Like, what is going on? Like, what have I done that's, that's led to this? And it's really normal to have self-doubt um, mm -hmm. while you're studying. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, logging everything. Um, I think it's really important to to use it as a tool for reflection it helps you it isn't in and of itself knowing your overall percentage of questions in chemistry that you get right doesn't actually help you yeah. like going oh i got like 70 percent of questions mm -hmm. cool or 50 percent or 40 yeah. whatever it is um, yeah and yeah so I, you're looking for yeah you're looking for sudden anything that sticks out right like if you're averaging 50 percent of section three prep but one of them is 65 and one of them is 30 that sort of tells you something Mm. Um, and so I think uh, do some quick Googling, try to find out how pivot tables work because mm. being able to break down not just like was it a question about anatomy or, or organic chemistry or something like that. Sure, you might have weaknesses within that, but then it could be like a specific way of questions being phrased within that. And so one of the things that I found really useful, especially once I got into sort of mock exam territory where you're really just trying to fine-tune those last little things because you don't have that much time at this point um, was to go, okay, given that it's a, a question in organic, chem organic chemistry or a poem in section one or whatever, is there like, does that, which of these affects it more? Like, is it the fact that it's a poem that affects it more or is it the fact that it's a tone question? Mm. Am I bad at all tone questions or am I bad at poetry tone questions? Th that's a really good point. Because like that, that, that lets you go, okay, like, all of a sudden I'm saying, oh, cool, I'm in a tube with you. I'm really struggling with tone in poems. Mm. That changes it from your perspective, right? Yeah. I think that's a really good point, right? And I always tell my students this as well. Yeah. If you're going to book a private tube, don't come to me and say, I'm struggling with the gam set, bro. It's like <laughs> the more vague, the more broad you are, the much harder it is for you to help yourself and for me to help you. Yeah, and, and like worst case, like best case scenario, Right, like you still drill down to the same point, but you get you've spent twenty minutes of that exactly. hour, yeah, working out what the problem is. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, I think it does everybody the best service to, mm. uh, to be really engaged with your your process of learning, uh, and to know what your weakness. Be honest, right? Like, mm. it really sucks to sit down and go, okay, I'm going to study this thing that I'm bad at. It feels bad to get stuff wrong. Mm. It feels really good to like to do a, a set of questions and go, oh, cool, I got like nine out of ten, mm. or, or all of them, right? That, that, felt, that feels so good, but it doesn't help you get better, yeah, necessarily. Like it helps a bit, but it doesn't help a lot. 
Um, yeah, sweet. All right. Uh, let's let's finish off section three because I feel like this this podcast is yeah, going on yeah. for a while. I can't talk. Ho- hopefully, hopefully everyone's enjoying it. Yeah. So, last question for section three, as with yeah. the others, how did you approach maximizing the value of the course for section three to get that crazy score of ninety nine? <laughs> yeah, awesome. I mean, I think it was mostly like the real value in any sort of like tutoring is the people mm-hmm. and like you can learn how how to do how to solve like an equation online like with whole there's so many resources out there that you can learn the exact method of solving x or y but that's not really what section three is about section three is about problem solving mm-hmm. primarily Right, it's it's in the in the language of science, but mm-hmm. it is the language. Of, uh, th- th- that's that's how I like to phrase it as well. Yeah, the language of science. Yeah, because like the section is called reasoning in this. biology and physical physical sciences, something to that effect. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think reach out to like if you've got a question and you just like I've tried this, this, and this, and I just can't get better. Like there's something that I'm missing in my prep that I just don't know. There's people that can help. I think that's kind of like the biggest thing. Um, Speaking about people that can help, there's yeah, an ambulance yeah, yeah. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> there um, you go. Might be a fire truck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, like make the most out of, of of whatever resources you have available. If you've got, like for me, I think I. I was approaching the end of the of having answered all of the question bank questions by the end, mm. which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, like the, it was the being able to see new questions was really valuable, mm. and knowing that there were like ones that I was just gonna struggle with. Oh, so I yeah I think yeah like ask questions like reflect as much as you can, and if you get to the point you're just like i just don't know what i'm doing that's fine it'll pass right like um it's and as you as you learn new ways to deal with questions or or whatever it's going to feel uncomfortable to try these new things out because it's different Mm. um but it doesn't mean that it's worse Mm. yeah nice sweet all right maybe now that we're done with all three of the sections hopefully that was helpful for everyone. i find it really insightful uh, I guess the final question before we end off is yeah. one, one concept I always like to talk about is everybody has their ceiling and their floor. Yeah. Right. Your ceiling, probably an 89, 90, maybe higher than an 89. <laughs> I don't know. But let, let's yeah, say yeah, your yeah. ceiling is an 89. Right. And let's say your floor was a 72 or something like that. I don't know. Hypothetically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's just say that, which is a great floor. Even if you got yeah, the, I know. Even yeah. if you got the, the yeah, if, 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 that, if that had been what came up on the screen, I would have been stoked. Sweet. Right, let's be. Let's be honest. Anyway, an important thing that I always tell my students to think about is don't always think about pushing your ceiling higher, but ensuring Mm. that you actually score what, like get as close to your ceiling as possible, right? So if your ceiling is a 72, make sure on the day you get as close to that 72 Mm. as possible, right? A lot of people, they forget about that part. So do you wanna tell me the day itself, how you approach the psychology of the exam, to yeah. ensure that on the day, all mm. of the preparation, you did four months of pretty hectic yeah. preparation, yes. right? 
how did you ensure that because it's a one day exam it's a bit frustrating that yeah. that's the case but that that's that's yeah the, it was a yeah 7:30 until yeah one yeah so how did you ensure on the day that all these hours months of preparation yeah. culminated to being executed on the paper yes because that's so, that's a big gap for a lot of yes. people so um early on in my prep i was reading a book and it was talking about um this sort of incremental sort of process-based approach to sort of developing a skill or or whatever or changing the way you live and it was like if you think of like compound interest right you put a, a small amount of money in your super when you're young and like by the time you retire that's an insane amount of money right mm-hmm. and so every day my goal in my prep was to do something for every section mm-hmm. whether it was writing a plan for an essay or doing 15 20 questions or like going over previous notes about the immune system like whatever it was right and so over the months of prep that will accumulate to being like pretty much everything that you've done is kind of already set in stone right you you're not going any like last minute cramming it's very unlikely that you're going to have some miraculous moment that revolutionizes your outcome right it's, it's, it's possible but quite unlikely on, on the whole right so i think if i was to say there was one thing that i had tried to do like the ultimate goal of my prep was to have exactly one thing in my mind that i was thinking as i was logging on to the like the ace of portal thing to do the exam as i was sitting at that computer um so for section one it was uh, to take my time reading and to to understand the stem before I started answering questions. For section two, it was to plan in depth and to not start writing my essay until I had well, I was completely happy with my plan for each task. And then for section three, it was oh god, I can't even remember what it was. I think it was kind of similar to section one. It was just to have to focus on understanding the finding like the little the very little minor things that asa does to like turn that from like a, a, a hard question to an insanely hard question um so there might be like some little access thing or some little kind of hard to read um presentation of information or something like that or just reading questions really carefully right like when two weeks out from the exam you're still getting questions wrong like i was um that say like which of the following is not this like it's such an easy thing to address mm. but it can get lost in 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 the forest of prep mm. um and so i think part of that's from my my background in skiing was like in our exams you get two runs like you you go down and it's like you got to do this and if you don't do it well enough you've like you you fail right so um and if you do you succeed but it was like in all your prep like you work with our trainers or your tutors or whatever it may be and your goal is to work out what is the one thing that will make you like to address to keep in your mind so that then you can use all the rest of your like your brain to think about what's in front of you mm-hmm. yeah awesome I, I think that's a that's a great note to end on yeah uh th- thanks for that chris yeah uh, thanks for coming in that's all right uh, so, can, uh, i suppose uh, there's just like one thing that, that didn't really come up um, okay go for it as go. a general I'll try to make it as quick as I can. No, sh- sh- as sh- a general thing, take care of your body take and your mind. Mm. Sleep well, yeah. eat well, mm. like 
it's so easy to go, oh, like there's not enough time in my day. I'm going to stop sleeping mm-hmm. or I'm going to not drink water. I'm going to drink like a bunch of energy drinks or coffee or mm-hmm. whatever, you, whatever, pick yeah. your poison. Yeah. Um, it's, I've done 10 hour days, 12 hour days in the, comp- in the electronics lab at university on a cup of coffee and it sucks. Yeah. It's so hard to concentrate. It's so hard to make the most out of the time you do have. So mm-hmm. treat your body well and just get into some amount of a routine as best, whatever that looks like for you. And then yep. try to stick with it. No, agreed 100%. Wellness is, is yes. super important. Yeah. We we have heaps of students that experience burnout. We need yeah. to. I think yeah. I was burning out about a week before the exam. Yeah. I, I really tapered back on how much I was doing. Yeah. And make sure to join our Gamset community over there. We have a lot of tips, a lot of advice on well-being, a lot of like, you know, we do activities with the rest of the cohort, kind of think about well-being, taking care of yourself. I think it's super important. Thanks for bringing that up. That's actually a good point. Yeah. We should have, should have fleshed that out a bit more, but a very good point yeah, that you make you. there. Uh, other than that, I think any, any other final thoughts, Chris, that you wanted to add? So I would say... I don't know. I think just a general mentality of trying to just continually improve, but to do it in such a way that you're comparing it to who you were before or what you were capable of before, I think is the most healthy way to do it. Mm. Don't become, uh, try not to chase a number. Just try to, like at the end of the day, you're learning a set of skills that will hopefully serve you well for life. Mm-hmm. Like this, like studying for section two has changed the way that I look at the world to an extent. Mm-hmm. Studying for section one has changed the way I read stuff. Like section three as well. Like just the preparation over, I guess, the last 10 years of my life studying, right? This isn't just a three month prep bender, it's like a combination of a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think just try to enjoy the process and then on the day like you've already put in the work yeah yeah awesome sweet thanks for thanks for coming in chris yeah, right, the pleasure. Time. uh hopefully all of you at home enjoyed that i find yeah. it really insightful uh chris again absolutely smashed it congratulations yeah, thank on you. the amazing score yeah if you have any questions we'll be working with chris just drop them down in the comments below <laughs> on, yeah. on whatever platform whatever, you're yeah. watching on yeah. facebook uh, YouTube, wherever, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully answer them over time. And again, uh, if not in the comments, feel free to message us, reach yeah. out to us, email us. We're, we're more than happy. We love continuing the conversation, yeah. thinking about it. Uh, and yeah, good luck to all of you. Yeah. Gamsat season starting up again. We'll be doing quite a few of these. Uh, Chris, hopefully you'll be seeing more of him. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Really, really fun, really fun podcast today. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, everyone, and uh, hopefully see you around. Take care. Yeah. All right. See you.